What's up, you all? Thank you for tuning in to my Father and Me podcast. We appreciate you all for listening and joining in with the discussions each and every week. We go live on YouTube and in our Facebook group, Divine Relationship Goals, every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we would love for you to continue to join us. Follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at My Father and Me Podcast. And as always, we pray that you are being truly blessed by this show. What's up? What's up? Hello. Y'all have terrible. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening everyone good evening ladies this is divine relationship goals um part of my father and me podcast we thank you all for joining us this evening this evening is going to be i mean it's going to be i mean it's always it's always a freestyle actually i'm gonna act like we always got together from uh most of the time yeah at least at least (laughs) At least we have some something, but um, I don't. I think it's still going to be uh, a good one. But as always, we always want to pray us in. So whatever the Lord says, hey man, we know that it is of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Father God, we thank you. Um, we worship you. We magnify your name. We thank you for once again getting us through a week, Father God, getting us um, to this this point in our existence where we are acknowledging the fullness of you and how far we have come. We are so grateful. We are so grateful for um, all of life experiences. And right now, as we are coming together to discuss, you know, just life situations, um, we want to make sure that it's pleasing to your ears, Father, because we worship you. You are the head of our lives. You are the center of um, all that we do. So we praise you right now. And we ask that you be in the midst of this conversation, whatever it is that I, myself, or Sumitra has to say, and even those who are hopping on, um, we pray that you be a blessing to all of us because we are here for it. We are here for it all for your leading and your guiding. And that's what we ask of you every single day as we move forward. In Jesus' name, we love you and we praise you. Amen. Amen. That hot tea. <laughs> now, now, now I'm feeling hot. Now I'm feeling warm. I was complaining about it being cold, y'all. And that's what happened. Um, we were... A little inspired to talk about just the relationships that matter to us, the relationships that motivated us um, throughout our journey and what the ones that shaped us. I guess I would say the, the most. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. The most. How those um, relationships were significant in the shaping of who we are. But um yeah, you want to start? Oh, yeah, I mean, the the relationships I think about, I mean, I don't, I, it's a lot of them when you try to reflect because when we are growing and- It's enough, yeah, for sure. Develop, <laughs> developing, yeah, developing into the people who God has called us to be yeah. um, and perfecting that, that perfect work. We, we meet a lot of people along the way who are planting, watering, you know, who are doing, who have different roles to play in our lives. And, um, and sometimes we're accepting of those roles and sometimes we're not, you know, sometimes we're fighting against it. And um, and maturity tells us that um, everything has its season. Everything has its reason. And um, but we don't know that <laughs> for some reason we don't catch on in our younger years. And I can remember um, hindsight. 
Hindsight is uh, Yeah, that reflection <laughs> part that mm -hmm. Dr. Darius talked about, you know, when you're sitting there reflecting on those relationships, trying to understand uh, the significance of each and every one, um, you don't, you, you wish you would have picked up those lessons in the midst of oh, that yeah. learning process, in the midst of cultivating those relationships, because it could have saved you a lot of heartache <laughs> and it could have saved you a lot of trouble, but it takes those heartache, it takes the trial, it takes that fire to mold you into um, what you need to be. And, and sometimes we don't even understand it. We don't even understand it until until it makes sense, until you come across it. Um, like we were sharing last week, you know, just with growing up um, as children of ministers, um, we, you know, we definitely didn't understand the significance of it, of um, our parents pursuing purpose and a call um, that was outside of, you know, that was bigger than themselves and outside of just what everyone would have wanted them to do, you know, cause you can grow up, think about it when you growing up and you, you have family and um, you get married, yeah. everybody else has an idea of what you need to be and where, where you should be going and how you should do it. Um, how, um, how you should raise your children, how you, what kind of wife, mother you should be, what kind of father you should be. And so everybody has these ideas and it's all um, bound by past experience or generational um, <laughs> traditions. And then we come along and God calls us to something outside of those, those um, paths that our, our parents have walked. Well, nobody understands it. And I think that happens from generation to generation because even um, even we, just us two on here, we, we've had different experiences from our parents, different experiences that um, we've had to have other relationships in our life um, to help us get through those times and those experiences because there's no wisdom that can come from from a lack of similar experience. It's kind of like it's hard for someone to gain perspective on things when they're not walking that path, when God, you know, hasn't placed them on that particular path. And so there are plenty of people in the in in your path that helps you and molds you into um, who you are to become in Christ. Um, and then I think of my children, you know, and how just raising them and being with them um, has played a significant role in shaping. For sure. <laughs> yeah, in shaping my mindset, um, in shaping who I am. Uh, I know, especially the relationship with my daughter, me becoming a woman and trying to raise a child oh, wow. and trying to understand <laughs> motherhood <laughs> and then raising a girl and trying to understand all of that and understand me, how, how being a woman in this society, in this world, <sighs> reflects on me, you know? And so I've learned a lot just in that relationship, in the dynamic, in that push and pull and tug of war we've had and just raising a daughter and making the mistakes I made along the way, you know, and 
and I feel like in in any tight relationship, there is no, I don't know, there's no um, no no particular roadmap on how to do it. There may be, you know, some sort of guidance, just like how the Bible is for us, a guide and a motivator and something that helps us understand how to connect to God and understand when we're hearing his voice and and when uh, we're being led by the Holy Spirit. I think that is a, a, a parallel to how life is in general, because every time you go back to the Bible, you understand it differently according to your personal experiences. You understand how to relate to different situations um, in a different way. And I think that's the same with our relationships um, in general. And I've, you know, I felt that with my kids too, you know, as they've grown up, you know, I've been able to relate to each one of them differently (laughs) according to where I am. So think of being a teenage mom and growing into (laughs) 40 something. Right. Over that period of time, um, my perspective has been vast, you know, uh, from the mind of a child to uh, uh, adolescent, young adult to <laughs> right to middle middle age woman, you know, and so like me trying to understand life for myself and trying to navigate through the challenges I had personally right. as a single woman in life. And then also trying to um, take lessons that I've learned and then share it and, and guide children, young minds who will never understand what I understand because they're not there yet. And um, that also that's, that's the biggest one that, that we face, well, that I face too. When you come yeah. into parent and parenthood and then you get to see the struggle of, you know, relating because generationally they're, I mean, we're different. We're de- we're definitely not growing up the way that our kids are growing up. <laughs> like, right. We did not grow up like this. Um, and so it's just, so there's that, it's that one disconnect, but it's also, you know, understanding you know what our parents went through with um still even even if i think i'm the coolest parent i don't i don't i know i'm not but <laughs> even if you know i can um you know get down into you know face value with them and talk to them it's still i know that what i'm saying half the stuff they're going to have to walk through on their own and I know I have to just prepare myself for that too. Right. Like, <laughs> and so I get it. I get that part of, but what, and what it reveals to me the most is the position of God, like how he moves, how he sits and in his position with us. So all of that opens up and then you forgive your parents <laughs> for a lot of things that for things they didn't know that you, you cannot, because yeah, they just didn't if know. you yeah. don't understand and you can understand their decisions and um, and they couldn't have possibly known it until they experience it. And then, then you start to understand because then you think about your kids expect you to know everything just like we expect them to know everything. Expect We completely put our trust right into our parents. And we literally are waking up, going right. to sleep, why, eating. Right. And we are completely in under their tutelage. And we trust that they have everything oh, at hand. Interest, right. All yes. And everything at hand. And um, they really, I mean, they can't do any wrong. And then you. If they do, if we feel like they've wronged us, then right. the whole world has come down on us. Oh, yes. 
And and so we harbored some sort of resentment. And so, you know, and I have learned through that, you know, that um, just just that, that particular uh, dynamic with parent and child that is, I can't, I can't be so, yeah, I can't be so demanding of them or I have to adjust my expectations because they won't know until they know. And, (laughs) and also it, it has helped me focus on how to mend the, the broken parts of the relationships with my parents, you know, with them in general, because I understand a lot more as an adult and, um, and I can't, I know that the real, the expectations I had were unrealistic. And so when I, when I think of those parts when I get, come to that understanding, that fullness of understanding in the relationship and that family part, then when I start dealing with other people, when I start dealing with other relationships, because I've taken the time to work those things out and reflect and kind of navigate through the process of um, healing relationships and understanding what um, giving people space to be who they are and giving people space to learn. Say that. (laughs) Giving people space to learn what I've learned on their own. Um, Then I'm able to, right. Then I'm able to not (laughs) be so disappointed in others. Thank you. Yes. I'm able to not be so disappointed. Because you're on that. And I, I, I feel like I've shared that, but it's something that I've had to grow and learn through and experience myself. Um, and then understanding that as well. It's like, you're only disappointed because you wanted them to be a version of what you saw that they should be and not, and not allowing them to be. You have from the question where you've been loving that individual. So I'm always in the forefront. I'm always putting love as the center of what am I doing? Whether it was loving my enemies or not, like, am I doing that? Then I have to accept their walk and their journey. I have to give them space to learn and know what I know. I can put it in front of them and let them know, hey, you know, (laughs) this is X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, I understand, like, they're going to get it the way that they're they're designed to get it um and that part man yeah i've definitely had to grow and learn um the having children really is the biggest one that matters yeah um because it's pushed me into um this space where i (laughs) I'm going to say learning to become a woman, but I had children young, so they were in that space where I was still, a, I was considered an adult. I wasn't a child, but, you know, you still becoming your own. And so I, I didn't really have my own identity um, that was fully formed. I had one, but it automatically became about me being a mother so much. And now I find myself... Um, you know, apologizing to them every so often and making sure that, you know, they're emotionally secure because I know I've I've been going through a journey since they've been born. Like I know for myself it is it has been <laughs> right. I can only imagine what they see. I know they're trusting me and I'm like, look, I'm telling you guys now that I'm only who I am and I do my best. And I apologize if I ever offended. Yeah, you do the best at where you are. Yeah. You do. You make the best decisions for where you are at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I how it's a learning experience for all of us. <laughs> I mean, I've never had to outside of them practicing. So this was it. <laughs> and I did as an auntie, but that's so different. Like, I don't. That's so different. Yeah. That is so yeah. Different. And, 
You know, I just, I feel like, um, and then knowing, I feel like they don't, part, knowing that, you know, whatever my son chooses, this is, this is me right now too. Mm -hmm. Choose someone that's like me. And I'm like, am I ready to be that type of example? Like if he, <laughs> you know, decides he wants to get married, he's going to look at, hey, this is what I've had in my life and this is who I want. And so I'm like, okay, that pressure too. Not just my daughter. She puts enough on me just being a woman, like making sure that I'm an example of a woman because a part of me felt like um, I wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, the most feminine woman ever. Um, and that that's, we could trace that back to a lot of things, <laughs> but you know, now me like just teaching her certain, certain things I didn't get taught. I, I mean, mom really didn't sit down and teach us certain things. And so, and, and I don't fault her for that either because I still have a lot of traits that's like her. I still like, I watch sports too. <laughs> her, her and dad was talking, um, <laughs> the other day about, how she watched sports all the time, and I was like, "Really, Dad?" Like he was really going in, anyways. But I was like, "But she played part, sports. That's one of she the parts of sports, yeah." Too, and then mm -hmm. you know, it's certain characteristics that I get, and then I'm like, "Okay, I want to make sure that I teach my daughter certain things too that I had to learn on my own." So I'm making my making it more intentional that I sit down with her and talk to her about, you know needs that come and surprises that I just had to walk into because it was just like <laughs> but all of, all of the above just that's the biggest one I have I mean I have so many relationships though that affected me um even as a child I know I discussed the one with her dad our grandfather Papa Jimmy um that one had a really really huge impact on me playing sports too because I grew up playing sports. And so that was his thing. So it, it kind of just, this is, this was me. And from that, you know, <laughs> what's another one? I mean, friendships. I feel like <laughs> all of those kind of have come and gone, but they all shaped me in such a crazy way. Like, I can define what I would never consider a friend again. Like I have, I have a whole list. And at this point, I'm gonna be honest. I don't see myself building like a real close bond like I do with the ones that I've had from childhood. I don't know if I'm walking into that. I see like a lot of great friendships. Like I do have some that I've made since childhood. But those ones from childhood, they still last and they're good right now. And um, they're, they are definitely my motivation and support because they know me and they know when I'm tripping right. <laughs> and they know, right. right? They like, Grace, dial it back. I mean, we know you crazy, but you don't, you don't got to be psycho. So come back, <laughs> come back to us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and for and me, I'm, yeah, I just have I, the one. I don't flip out, but it's like I go to like a, a certain level in a drive where they like, great, you human, chill out. Like you're gonna get this done. And so um, yeah, they're they're definitely there. Like people I can talk to all the time. And then of course you, I mean, I've definitely expressed that to you how um because we have similar walks. It was always like, you know what? If Demetri can do it, let's go. Like I was, <laughs> she got five. And I, you know, Ooh, I only got Jesus. Okay, I, I can do this. Like, yes. That was that was me all day. Um, Corlette was huge. She um, she was like, because you know, Corlette's almost incognito like she's just silent and she just moves but she does things that are are huge like she'll help you out in a big way um and she was always there even with my passion with becoming a doctor she was just so, totally supportive even when I was playing ball like 
her and her husband right now. <laughs> her husband, um, her husband right now. I said, like, she got she multiple, multiple husbands. When they got to, um, together, like the first time, he was really supportive too. They weren't even married yet. And, and when I was playing ball. <laughs> They were acting like I was just gonna like I had hoop dreams or something. Anyway, <laughs> I, I I actually still did want to play ball. I just was kind of like, let me let me split my focus. I am I just wanted to focus on the doctor thing, but <laughs> it was certain things that he said that was just really crazy and just made me laugh. But yeah, um, always supportive even from that point, no matter how small the dream was. She was just ready to be down for it. And yeah, I love Corlette forever for that. Like, I'm not going to love her forever. I'm going to choose that when I don't or something. <laughs> no, I, but I definitely appreciate her forever and a day. And then being there for me immediately when I was, um, when I got sick and stuff. And I, you know, did them on my own. Like, yeah, she's really good. It's uh, motivating. <laughs> people, so you know, me and food—that's a whole love language, like I said before. And that's, you know, what I'm in love with her. So. <laughs> food. As long as she feed me, I'm good too. So she's always You're okay. <laughs> no, but that was like a rundown. I can go into detail, but I know you was in the middle of something. <laughs> no, I mean, I know um I guess when you think about it, because you were just talking about uh yeah, friendships and stuff. Well, I've I, I don't know, I've been this loner person probably for a long time. Um because I got the one friend, right? <laughs> I got my one friend. <laughs> <laughs> you're so alone. That's you, your two friends. I know. I got the one friend, right? Uh, that's been that's been around since childhood, right? The one friend, and then I have other friends, yes, but she's been there the longest, uh, Iris. And then, um, and I think because because I didn't have other close friends, maybe. Um, that contributed to when when I did get in like romantically involved with somebody, I was really all in. I, I think I'm I'm just an all in person anyway in general, maybe. But because uh, <laughs> I I can't I don't find that middle ground period kind of like all in, then you mess up, then I'm ready to be all out kind of thing. But uh, <laughs> me. <laughs> I know. I'm just like that's, that's kind of where I am with that. But um probably all the way out. Sorry. <laughs> but as far as uh with my siblings, I think because when I was younger, I was in a um a, a role of taking care all the time. It was it was a different sibling relationship until I got older. Until I got older, uh, we we became closer and trying to get huh. And I I immediately thought of you when I saw that post. Sorry, I cut you off again. Oh, but you saw, saw a post? post that was like um, older siblings or older sisters don't get enough credit for being a mom. <laughs> for being the second mom in the house, and I was because like, we oh, have I to help out, right? <laughs> and and so it takes mom. away the relationship that you could have as just siblings, you know. And um, but and it was it was a lot of us. That's that's another thing. <laughs> it was a lot of us in seats, right? And uh, right, and so being played. This was for real. Right. The playtime kind of ended around seven, eight years old. Yeah. And then we were um, 
helping with each other, helping babysit, pick up people from daycare yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> and so, right. So then we cooking and yeah. So it was kind of, it went into uh, a maternal role. And when you're younger, you don't understand that um, you, you don't understand it. And I think that kind of um, caused the issues with my relationship with mom at a younger age because For sure. I, I was doing some of that, right? I was doing a lot of that. <laughs> but, um, but I understand it now, you know, but yeah. when I'm younger, when I was younger, my mind couldn't differentiate where to cut that off. And so it it uh, hurt the sibling relationships. And, um, <laughs> but when I got older and I was going through a lot of things, that's when uh, you guys really helped. <laughs> so that now I'm getting, I'm getting emotional. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> right here. I mean, I know, I know what it was. Right. Um, I can't. Right. I mean, for me, because I was the older of the youngest, I still. I mean, I can only imagine for you because you. It was all of us, all six of us. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Sophia kind of came a little on the tail end, but even with right. that, like that was a certain thing that. Um, yeah, I, I had to work on and, and not re being resentful of certain things as well. Uh, growing up, I've had to heal from a lot. <laughs> I've had to heal from a lot um, only because I've always, because I felt like uh, like maternal most of my life. I just kind of walked into motherhood and then it really didn't feel like I was any different. But then I understood all the things that I had I hadn't experienced and oh, I was yeah, yeah. being lessons and coming to me. And, and that's the, that's what I was referring to is making sure that I teach my daughter, um, all the things and the, the steps that I kind of skipped over because it was like, <laughs> you already in a feel like you grown position because you, you're getting, you hit with, Oh, you got to help pay for this and, and cook and clean and make sure this is done. And, and this is, and like we said, not my my parents are awesome for just that being done because it prepared me for so much of reality as well. Um, but I also there were some milestones that were hopped over, and I had to go back to and make sure I understood um, those lessons, like from your your adolescent childhood mind into becoming instead of automatically like becoming grown <laughs> like being seen as someone who is capable you got arms and legs start doing something like you know but um there's this process that needs to be is still taken into consideration you know it's right. almost like you gotta wean out of childhood and gradually get there um i think mm -hmm. for me there was some envy, you know, seeing other people just get to live a certain way and, and you didn't because you had so much responsibility. <laughs> and so it really didn't change because I, I had children young and I was like, okay, I'm just used to this now. Right. But I had to realize, um, Cause I had, I was have by twenty five. I had all five, <laughs> and so right. So uh, <laughs> I, I had two at twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> I think I I um I started to understand how, especially when you uh, have that many that you have a lot on your plate that you're trying to manage and managing the emotional development, the social emotional development of a child 
is very difficult when you're in the workforce, especially when you are trying to, um, especially, you know, the generations change. The grand, the mothers, our grandmothers or great grandmothers had more time at home or were home. They were home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so as, as the economy changed and everything else changed, now we don't understand that. We just, kids growing up and everything is just unfair and we don't like it and right. <laughs> you wish it would be some other way but yeah, yeah um to be a child <laughs> yeah right but the two um, income the two incomes need was needed yeah 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 and so that is very important and so it just it that took time for me to understand uh definitely um I know the the things that I went through, I didn't realize that you guys had paid attention. You know, I didn't realize that um, <laughs> uh, that you guys uh, knew where the pig mom was at. <laughs> <laughs> Paid attention to it in a way that uh, <laughs> paid attention to it in a way that was flattering for me because what I looked at is the is the mistakes, you know. So the hardships or the the wrong choices uh, in the father and the children or whatever, and, and I don't even. Feel like it's necessarily wrong choices. It's just it was the choices that were made at the moment, and then I needed to make. I needed to learn how to adjust and adapt and make different choices expeditiously. You know, sometimes you second guess yourself and you stay and you stay and you stay and you do things um, despite what. You, you know, the Holy Spirit is already telling you and you just cause more pain in your life. But um, I, I remember, uh, I, I definitely remember uh, getting getting a letter from Colette. <laughs> getting a letter that was just uh, telling me that <laughs> that you guys actually I know I know <laughs> that you guys actually um, thoughts of me in a positive light because I really would think of all the negative things you know yeah and so when when you have people around you, telling you that um, you shouldn't do this. I don't know why you do this. I don't know why, you know, when you, when you got negative and then you, you don't have as many positive, then you kind of stay and you wallow in it. And you think about, <laughs> you think about all the stuff you didn't do right versus how you can make decisions today to, replay the to do better. With Oh my god. Right. I don't want to talk and about um the mistake I made <laughs> while I'm trying to come up out of this hole. Like I just I need something gonna motivate me. Yeah. No, I feel that. Colette was right. Like, and I, I know um yeah, I think it. that was that played a significant role in my thinking in that. I changed the thinking from thinking about everything I was doing wrong, you know, thinking about, you know, that, cause we talked about that last week. Like when you, when you sow, you reap in a season. If you keep reaping, that means you kept sowing. It's not, you know, it's not something that is just coming back up out of nowhere. And you, you have this perpetual, uh, <laughs> forever season of reaping right lord is not trying to torture you to death if you keep 
reaping it. You you keep sowing it. So um, that changed my thinking into what am I sowing? I know that um, mm. that yes, I can be right. Yes, I can be strong, and I'm glad someone you guys can see that 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 even with things that don't go right in my life that you know my siblings still see me being strong and being able to do things that they wouldn't you know <laughs> they don't know how they would do it and Girl, so when I tell y'all like <laughs> she got some real like pivot on her like she just like it in a matter of seconds I don't even know she's already making moves and it's it, that's what was encouraging for me because it was like I mean there was no time span where you had to second guess it didn't it didn't seem that way from the outside anyway it, it seemed like, seemed like that to I, me it seemed like that but you know it probably did because I understand <laughs> where you're coming from but I'm telling you like it was like because I don't know what I would do I don't know what I would have done in your situation but it was just like it was like you automatically you felt whatever and it was like no I'm gonna go this way I'm gonna do this this is what I gotta do and I'm dusting this off I don't got time to I didn't see that part I didn't see the part where you was crying so that was something. <laughs> you know what I think I know where we get that from because that's something that I did I did too <laughs> but um being vulnerable to you know, people around me letting me know that it was all right to be not all right. <laughs> that was helpful as yeah. well. You know, being able to have a second and not have to be so on on top of it just because I was in it alone for a very long time. Um, raising children, you know, by myself and it was like you you still gotta take you still have to take time, take a breath, <laughs> get into the moment, and not just be rushing to make another move because it, it becomes a frantic situation after that too. And I I never wanted to move in desperation. I always wanted solid moves, and I was that oh was yeah where I looked to you because I was like Tamita making solid moves like she's building businesses and stuff. So I gotta I gotta get on my. <laughs> Up on my Girl, I mean, <laughs> and I'm telling you, but then the, the things that I think of, people be like, you are in La La Land. Like, they really just think, like, how in the world you expect to do this with this and this and this going on? How in the world are you going to do that? I don't know. But <laughs> you say it like La La Land, but I think that's where people become stagnant because they forget how to dream. And you just kept dreaming, even though all all of um, your environment around you was trying to kill it. And it was like, yes, I don't want myself to die. I'm not going to. I'm not going to allow this to. And so if Tamitra can do it, I can do it. And that's what I would say. <laughs> I'm getting yeah, on this thing right now. That's awesome. I, I, and organizing, like, you probably didn't even do all of that. I, it was just because. But now I'm like, if Grace can get on here, I can get on here. Grace can do it. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, and and I I know a lot of it would be a lot of it was my kids too. I think um, if I didn't have them, then I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't have pushed so hard through things because I felt like if I stayed in a state of depression or, you know, or despair, then it would affect them more than it could affect me because I probably can endure more than they can, you know. And um, especially, like I was saying with my daughter, that motivated me to not spend time um, dealing with uh, men that would just be unworthy of me. Mm, come on. 
because I didn't want her to think it was okay. You know, so um, that just just thinking about what I wanted for her. Yeah, you know, what I wanted for her um, was the best. And then, like, and and then as I moved on and finding if I was in a relationship with someone better than the last person to move on from that one, I would think the last thing I thought about was my sons, what I would want them to think like or behave like or what kind of um, motivation I would want them to have. And so I would not choose to be with anybody, even if it's a long period of time of dating or whatever, I wouldn't settle if they're not what I want my sons to be. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah, they they definitely motivate me in that in that way. Um, and I've had friendships along the way that have because. Mind you, I'm the oldest, right? And so it's even the older cousins, I didn't necessarily have anybody that had the same experiences. So I I didn't have that camaraderie with many people. No no one to talk to about those situations. Um, and so when I did have friends along the way, if they had similar situations, I tried to um, see how their decisions, how it turned out for them or what would be the best route, you know, for me trying to figure it out, just trying to figure it out all the time. And, um, and, and those things were really helpful. Uh, and then my relationship with God um, changed and strengthened along the way because I was basically Uh, uh, how would you say it? Challenging the Holy Spirit in my life to oh, every step of yes to <laughs> prove prove to me that you are who you say you are. Prove to me that this is you know I and and you know, I was I can, told not to say prayers like that, but at a certain point in my life, I was just like, I need that. No, I need that. I need. I need. I need that. Like I need you guys. Yeah, you better, you better show up in a mighty way right now. Like it was just like <laughs> I need you, and I need to. Understand and it's not that, that God doesn't show up; it's that we don't see where He showed right. up at, and and right. so reveal it to and me. So, how are you here right now? How is this of you? How is this? pain, this despair, how how is this reflective of your Holy Spirit in my life? What what are you telling me? But and, saying that um, slowed everything down. Like a lot of things just stopped. And it was when <laughs> I was I got sick. I was like, and that was the first thing I remembered. I remembered asking. And I didn't say how it was going, how I wanted it to happen. It was just like God showed me, and and I mean, I don't even regret. I still don't regret that prayer. I still don't even regret it. But I know, like, I'm not saying like I had to be sick or had to. This was a progression. I was diagnosed when I was 16, you guys. And so, go. <clears throat> but going into that, I was like, God showed me everything that I needed to get rid of, step away from, start listening to, all of it was there because I had nothing else to do but pay attention at that point. <laughs> that was it. And in that process, I was learning to hear his voice. And that, I mean, that's the relationship that matters. That became the biggest one and the only one, the only one. And then and this is why I do this podcast, because through that journey and experience, he showed me all of how each and every one of my relationships work out for me and how I need to, you know, be 
um, present in all of, all of those ones that he has established, not the ones that I was trying to force myself to have, but the ones that were established for me. And now I literally just pray, God, all I want is you and <laughs> whatever it is that you have for me. I don't want nothing else. Don't give me nothing else. I don't care. Like I, if I got what I need, I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not picky at all. Like I've already been there where I wanted to push my thoughts on what I wanted to do with my life. And it was just like, no. Yeah, none of that worked out. Nothing I wanted to do on my Uh, own. (laughs) I want your will to be done in my life. Uh, Yeah, I mean, and that's where you, that's that's kind of where you come to. um, And exactly what you were saying, like, then the bottom falls out. So when I say that, when I, I remember doing that, and then within that year, everything I tried to do, everything I was doing currently ceased. So like I couldn't, um, I tried um, cleaning at night to act because I was in the middle of trying to get a divorce and there's a lot of stuff going on and I wasn't getting any assistance (laughs) with child's work. I wasn't getting anything. Then I just started doing in-home daycare because I couldn't keep a job and keep them and try to keep everybody in daycare. I mean, it was already at that point, four of them in daycare and one person in school. And so I was like, that just, (laughs) I was like, it just was not going to happen. And, and then every time I tried to do something, um, my ex-husband, he wouldn't, it wasn't working out. It wasn't helping either. We get some kind of conflict with him trying to watch him tell me why I do something. Like it's so it just, it, nothing was working. Uh, then I had to move out of where I was. I could not pay the rent. Um, if I couldn't keep steady income then I ended up having to live with my grandfather, like as soon as I say show up, <laughs> The bottom fall out, and 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 that's and I I get what you're saying, yeah. But um, then all every decision, even though even though the bottom falls out, like you're saying, like and and everything is out of control, right? Yes, out of my control. It all works for you though, and that and that's where I'm like, God, man, you tripping, man. Stop doing this. Stop amazing me like this. Like, it's like I don't have any control over it, but I'm secure. But I'm secure. (laughs) And so each and everything that I make myself a part of now works for me because I know this is a decision that he wants for me because I've prayed about it. I will listen to him for it because I don't make a move otherwise. And yeah, I, I, that's the relationship that matters, y'all. Like seriously, when I tell y'all, this is the, this is the sole purpose and why I'm doing the podcast and, and why I just want to like tell everybody like God is it. I'm there's no there's no other way. <laughs> to live this life. He is life. Right. He is life. And, and everything that we go through and everything that we do and even all the relationships that we have is teaching us obedience. It's actually teaching us obedience to the spirit, not not anything else. Um, because when when you are when you can get in that in that flow of where God wants you to be when everything is is easier. You know how um, the question that was asked of us last week, like, do we find it harder? Do we find it harder um, navigating through life or any easier? There are moments when it gets easier because you're, you're, you're walking and you understand and you're completely obedient and you're in the flow and you're, and you're under the covering. Right. And mm-hmm. so you have those moments where 
everything is completely seamless. And then, yes, you're going to have the rough patch. And usually the rough patch is, that, is the growing pain because God never wants you to be stagnant, right? And so he's always elevating us. And, and every time we elevate, we have to take, it's a climb. And every climb we take is rugged. It's, <laughs> it's rugged terrain. It's steep. It's we need an oxygen tank. And every time we get elevated, it's another, it's another, um, another struggle. And Listen, so now all the time, don't get comfortable. Like don't get comfortable. Right. You right from that and see, see, um, see that you experience even more glory. Cause it's, it's really what he's doing, what he's truly doing. Is getting himself. Yes, bringing up, bringing him back to you. Like I mean, bringing you back to him. I said that backwards. Bringing you back to him in the existence that there is, which is only him, and that's the truth. Like <laughs> he's unifying this, the creation that he birthed from himself. And bringing it back to the revelation of himself, I sound like Diddy right now. Praise God, Bishop. <laughs> but <laughs> but he also I, it also draws all men to him because yeah. when they see you, and then once they know your story and they know your testimony, they know that you couldn't have gotten there not under the the prerequisites of the world. They know that you definitely are not qualify under those prerequisites how did you get there how did you do it how who elevated you and you can't say nothing but god you know and so um that's that's why it's not necessarily harder and it can be easier sometimes but it's almost you you just know what the pattern is once the bottom falls out i, I already know once, <laughs> once it's it's a hard. Um, once I start going up the steep hill, once I'm uh, pushing against the grain and pushing against the current, I know that there is something on the other side that glorifies God through me, and that He's just preparing me for it. Like this climb is just preparing me to be at that next level, and then. I, when I reflect on on my life, on just those tests in life, as somebody said, another test. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when I reflect on those tests, then if you actually look at them and look at the pattern, because like I've looked at them, okay, and I've looked at the pattern. So then I have these this moment. Um, I had this moment that was like six years. And then before something, um, before an elevation. And then the next one was three years before an elevation. So then I already know that this next one is going to be, it's like, it should be 18 months. Yeah. Shorter and shorter. But <laughs> right. It should right. be shorter it's and shorter. You paying attention now, you're walking more in obedience. You're not pushing the concept of being broken from this mold that sin has created. So the idea is he's this the transformation of your way of thinking, right? Right. Until becoming this person that is fully acceptable unto him and holy. Mm -hmm. And so when you recognize that's what he's doing, then you're okay with the uncomfortable situation because you know that's just a part of breaking you from old and, and bad habits and forming you into this person who is now putting themselves as a spiritual being first in a right. physical second. I am my father's child. I am a daughter of the most high. He's going to teach me how to be like him. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all the time. All and the so, time. you know, I don't expect I don't expect anything less. Um don't. if 
if it's taking me six, seven, eight years each time, then I ain't learning nothing, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I need, I, I expect to be, to be growing and um, to be learning from each and every one of these relationships in my life. And um, I just, I just thank God for them. I say, you know, because, you're doing it right. Like, don't mm-hmm. be discouraged that you lost one. Like, I see some people, like, discouraged that they lost something in a relationship. It's like, no, you didn't lose you, though. You found mm-hmm. you. Right. <laughs> and that is what you really after. That's what he wants you to be after. Mm-hmm. So we're going to hit 9 o'clock. I we hope. did. We did. I ain't even realized it, y'all. We did good. You said we did good. <laughs> we y'all. did good. We be going over all the time. <laughs> all the time. It started off slow. And then we kind of, it's like an avalanche. We kind of roll into whatever it is. And we probably didn't even stay on topic, y'all. What Did we? <laughs> Look, I'm asking y'all. Did we stay on topic this we time? Tried. As long as it's about God. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> if all yes. hearts and minds are clear, did anyone have anything to say other than all the comments that I put up anyway? Um, we thank you all for tuning in. Um, we praise God for each and every one of you. We love you. Stay blessed. Amen. Amen. I got all the people.